everyone. This is a special, uh, quick. I guess I guess this is like a flash podcast of uh, Catching Foxes. I'm your host. It's Luke, not not Gomer. I am finally free. Uh, we're going to talk about the Pope and his historic speech to Congress today. And I have here with me my buddy Scott. Scott. Um, can I say your last name, or are, are you okay with that? Or uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay. I'm here with Scott Durant. Say say hi to the people, Scott. Hey, people. So Scott is a youth minister and a teacher out in beautiful Denver. He's been on my best friend since about 2008. Right? Has it been that long? Yep. Seven I years. I gave you a thumbs up too, but you can't see it. Oh, <laughs> where, where, uh, I am the godfather to Scott's, to Scott, uh, to, um, to Scott's daughter. And I, he's not anything to me cause I don't have any kids yet. So sorry about that. I forgive you. So, um, this is pretty cool because we're just going to talk about stuff and we're just going to uh, go up. So, so this isn't going to sound as clean as a lot of our past episodes, but that, I mean, you're going to hear the creak. You'll, you'll hear the creak of my chair. You'll hear, you know, like a little bit like noises that we don't always have because this is going to be barely edited. It's just going to be going up because we want to get this out there as fast as we can because this is current news. So, Scott, um, you, what was your first thoughts on it? Like after after it was done, what were you thinking? Well, before before I get into that, I feel like I'm talking to a podcast I'm listening to. Because I'm so used to just listening to it. it it's, it's, it's weird. Kinda, it's kind of freaking me out a little bit. It'll take about five of the ten minutes to once you, like, find your groove. Okay. And then it's, and then it's just, like, us talking for the most part. Okay. So, I mean, I haven't, like, there, my initial reaction is, I mean, enough about climate change already. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we get it. You're against, you, you want to save the planet. That's lovely. Or whatever. But the other thing that I saw thought was interesting is, you know, Tracy has the CNN app on her phone. Yeah. So she was like. That's Scott's she, wife. Oh, yeah. Tracy's my wife. So she got like a pop up because she has a CNN app. Right. But she doesn't like have the Fox News app or whatever. And it was like, you know, from from today when he was talking to Congress or whatever. And it said, you know, that app basically was like, you know. Pope tackles climate change or something like that. And Trace and I both kind of rolled our eyes and like, so just for the fun of it, because there's obviously a stark difference between CNN and Fox news. I went to Fox news and it was like a completely different headline. Like you would think (laughs) it was like two different conversations that happened. Yeah. Like Fox news was like, he's talking about hope and respect for life and things like that. So, I mean, it's weird how, I, I, it's so weird to me the motivation for the media to like him. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Because they change, or they they skew a lot of what he says, or they write their headlines in a way that disregards a lot of the other stuff he says. And I don't know if it's just because I actually, before Luke even asked me to do this today, I was talking to somebody about like. I think what he's doing is important, but I I just wish one time he would have like an official statement that comes out and just says, like, I uphold the morality and the, and the teachings of the church. Mm -hmm. All these other things are within the teachings of the church because I feel like, and this stems from like conversations from people who like, like call themselves Catholic, but like, don't really think any rules apply at all. 
and they love Pope Francis and they have this idea that like it's almost like they think that no rules apply because really I feel like that's sort of like the biggest difference between you know like quote unquote like using American vernacular of like conservative and liberal Catholics or whatever which I don't like doing you know because it's got to be seen from a completely different perspective but unfortunately we're kind of bound by that when talking about it but I feel like that's like the major difference like you have all these like liberal Jesuit you know American Jesuit Catholics that are like just like um gosh what's the phrase that they always say social justice social justice and like everything else gets thrown out and it's almost like there's this misconception that Pope Francis is like that too like he's just like we'll just do social justice and anything else you do doesn't matter and that's clearly not the case yeah and you know it's interesting too because I was reading a a really interesting article today about uh, when he was basically exiled by a lot of the Jesuits out in Argentina and he never reconciled with them until he became Pope and so I, he's a he's a kind of a complicated man and his job is really really hard and i think a lot of and i think a lot of people with his speech i thought that it was great i i i loved it but i think you saw what you wanted uh, to see you know like yeah. uh, like anyone who's you know who doesn't care about or who doesn't put a huge emphasis on a morality or on a relationship with God and what that actually entails, they, all they heard was him uh, just saying, you know, things about income equality and all the social justice stuff. And they don't really, they will gloss over the things he had to say about abortion or the pro-life movement and the importance of the family and things like that. So, yeah, it was really, I mean, and the other, the, the other interesting part too, is that the Pope is, he's the person that we have to follow when it comes to, to faith and to faith and, um, and morals, but that's kind of it. Right. You know? And so we, it's okay to not agree with his economic policies or his ideas on, on economics. Right. Which is that, that's an interesting thing. And maybe like, cause I, it, I didn't, I haven't listened to everything. I've just kind of like read snippets here and there because just with my schedule, I haven't had time, Yeah. but the, I did the, the income inequality thing did kind of stand out to me because I don't know, like if he just said like, this is a problem that needs to be solved or if he gave, gave, you know, like examples of how it could be solved because i mean obviously the implication of speaking to the government about it is that it's the government's job to take care of it and obviously i would have a huge problem with that because i don't think that's the case or especially not the way they're doing it right now because just like throwing money at a problem is not going to solve the problem of income inequality i think he left it very open you know he talked about how um there's a need to to try to try to solve these to try to solve these problems, and that it's the responsibility of of the government to to promote the common good, which includes these issues like income in e- income in equality. Which I've kind of come around to the idea that there's that that's a a discussion worth having. Mm-hmm. Like I understand a lot of uh, a lot of like Bernie Sanders' anger. I don't agree with his answers, 
but I think some of his angers is is to be frank understandable. But I I, I think anyways, kind of uh, going back to other to other to what the Pope was was trying was trying uh, to do. I think he said it's your responsibility to try to like solve these 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 issues and make sure that you work together on these because right. that's what it makes that's what makes America great. And that really. And this is um, actually one one of the reasons why I wanted to uh, why I wanted to speak to you about it because I think when you, if you try if you try to view this through a historical lens, today was monumental in a lot of ways. Uh, I think this is the most positive people have felt about Congress or a thing that happened in Congress in a really really long time. Yeah. And like, so if you look at, at a guy like Boehner, he has been trying, I want to adjust my mic here really quick. Cause I can hear a little bit of an, a little bit of an echo. There we go. Um, he's been trying to get a Pope to come and speak to Congress for about 20 years. I didn't realize that until, uh, until uh, today that it took that long. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this is the first time a pope has actually addressed Congress, I just think it's I mean it's it's a really big it's a really big deal. And one of the things that he talked about was the importance of 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 America and he's and he's he started his speech out by saying you are the land of the free and and the home of the home of the brave, and my first instinct was to start doing one of my USA chants, like I do during <laughs> the national team games. Um, and it was just, you know, I, I think, I think what what he did, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Is he basically said, "Look, as the world's best government, well, not that, sorry, not 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 the world's best government. I don't, th- I, don't, I, don't I don't think you put it in that way, but but." Oh, it makes um, what makes this country great is your is your uh, is your um, the ability you have to come together to make things happen. And our world is dark oh, right now. We need you guys to make you know uh, to make stuff happen. And, he, and you know, he never said it's got to be like this, th- this or that. These are just big issues that we need to uh, to that we have to solve. And I think, and again, and again, that's where people's personal in with their personal in interpretation as to what that answer is. That's when that comes in at the play. And I think that's what the Pope wants is to start a dialogue about these things, which, yeah. is, which has already been happening. Sorry. I just right. blabbed on and on and on. No, no, that, I mean, that's like the, hold on. I'm getting an echo now too. Okay. So that's like kind of, I mean, I guess the perfect way to describe it is because he doesn't really give it one way or the other, but hopefully it does help move forward and doesn't just create more divisiveness and be like, well, the Pope is on our side or the Pope is on our side, you know, as far as like right or left or conservative or liberal or whatever, you know, because I can see that easily becoming like, you know, a point of like, well, you know, the Pope said we have to deal with income inequality. So we need to up our welfare programs or something like that, Mm -hmm. you know, or like the other side saying we need to cut taxes completely because we need to, um, be able to allow people to give on their own, which is of course what I'm 
of the opinion of. I mean, if I had more money, I would donate more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I kind of lost my train of thought, but I think, and that's like kind of the big thing with him and we don't have to agree with him on everything, but he'll say stuff like that, you know, and it's like totally open for like another argument, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, I agree. I totally agree with what he's saying. I mean, there is of course always like, I mean, we're never going to solve complete inequality because it's like the kingdom, you know, of man versus the kingdom mm-hmm. of earth or the city of man versus the city of earth or God or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm stumbling all over the place, but like, so you're never going to completely solve that problem. Um, I don't necessarily know where I'm going outside of the main point of like, he still kind of leaves it open to both people, both, both sides, at least in the American political spectrum to try to jump on it. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. Which, mm-hmm. which makes it a really like kind of difficult thing to understand. And for me too, like just like personally trying to figure out like this balance between like, just being like, let the Pope be the Pope and let Catholic be Catholic and try to like take like American political vernacular out of the conversation, which always seems to be so hard because you have all these Catholics that just behave so poorly and in the opposite of what the church teaches. And I don't even think it's necessarily their fault. Now I'm going off on another subject, but like, you know, we used to watch modern family for a long time. And I was just like, we, we got to stop watching this because it's just, this is, this is why most of the kids at our school think that like, even though we're Catholic and we believe in traditional marriage, it's not necessarily, you know, like gay marriage isn't necessarily like, a sin where there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not what's right for us, you know, and it falls mm-hmm. into the whole spectrum of then it turns into, you know, this idea that Jesus just like preached love and tolerance, you know, and just accept people for what they believe in that. I mean, clearly that's not what he taught. He taught that he, you know, is the way to heaven. So like, he didn't just was like, well, if you don't want to believe in me, no big deal, you know? And I think we kind of get dulled down, you know, and, and then that's what opens back to my main point is that what, that's what makes it difficult to take the conversation away from the political vernacular of the United States is you have all these underlying moral issues, you know, like I could be like, yeah, we need to help the poor. And, you know, the woman who lives across the street from me who, you know, quote unquote is a Catholic, but like, doesn't like the conservative Bishop and all this other stuff. And is for like all these things that are like, you know, morally against what the church teaches says the same thing, but then we still have that division beneath the surface. And I, I think one of the things that's going to be really interesting with the Pope coming here is how churches respond to that and how other, and like, I'd be really I really want to see what the mass attendance numbers are this week. Yeah. On Sunday. I think it'd be really interesting. And then I think it would be interesting to, to see what, how the pastors and all at, at those parishes, how they told that they're, they're like other, they're other, like, sorry, well, let me, I'll just make this really, really easy. What the homily is about. Right. You know, cause I think if there's a way that a lot of the priests can take what he said and tie that into the a charisma be very interesting. Yeah. 
and be really, you know, because I don't think a lot, I mean, everything that he talked about is going to require a lot of work, a lot of work on all sides. And I, and I, I, I just, um, I wonder what, like, what does he want from the church off of this visit? Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, and there might not be anything that he specifically wants. He just might, he, I, I don't know. It's, it's really like, I really think this is a historic, this was a historic day for the, for the American church and yeah. what the results of that are going, are, and, and this is completely separate from, um, what happens in the a political arena after this. Right. I'm just curious, like what happens within the church after this, especially after what, you know, like. I don't really know what's going to be done over at the world family meetings. I have no idea what goes into that. I know that Jim Gaffigan's there, Mark, um, and your buddy, Mark Wahlberg's there, your fellow boss, (laughs) fellow boss, Bostonian. Go Patriots. (laughs) Everybody's going to turn it off now. Those cheating assholes. As a youth minister, like, have you thought about how you're going to respond to this? Like, are, are the kids at your school, are they, were they, do you think that they will be talking about it or? I think, well, I think, well, the kids at my school, since I teach PE right now, I probably won't talk much to them about that. That'll be the sisters. But as far as youth ministry goes, I think, like, the thing is, is I think for the most part, because they're high schoolers and most of the kids I'm working with right now are sophomores who just got confirmed and are just like figuring out their faith. So it's very basic. I think that it's not going to get that deep with most of them. I think, you know, I mean, kids are self-absorbed, you know, as it is. So I think if they were able to physically be at the event, you know, I think that would Mm -hmm. have an impact, but they have so many other things going on that like, I don't even know that they're going to have time to stop and think about it. So what I would say is I don't think that they're necessarily going to have an opinion on it, but I think after it's all said and done, I need to kind of collect my thoughts, you know, better than just, you know, like we're talking back and forth right now Mm -hmm. so that I can turn it into, you know, we're having a conversation, but with them, it needs to be a little bit more of a teaching moment. I mean, of course it's conversation as well, but it also needs to be like, I don't need to, um, make sure that I'm, you know, teaching you something or guiding the conversation when I'm talking to you about it, because you're, you're sort of a responsible adult. <laughs> you don't have a lamp in the room that you're in right now, <laughs> but you have a job, <laughs> you know, so step number one. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not supposed to talk about that job though. Right. It's, it's, it's a mystery. Um, um, I'm sorry. So, so anyway, so I think it would have to just be like through a teaching thing, because I don't think a lot of them are necessarily going to have an opinion about it. Um, and I, admittedly, I just started at this church too. So I only know the kids very minimally, but so far what I've seen is that, you know, they, they, they just need the basics right now. It's like, they just need to know, you know, who Jesus is and that they need to have a relationship with him. So mm-hmm. I think we're kind of far off from, you know, the importance of the hierarchy of the church. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, it's true. But what I thought was really, what I was thinking to myself that was really cool about all of this is that like no other religious leader from any other Christian denomination, or I really feel like any other really religion in the world who is coming to the United States would ever create this much like 
coverage. I mean, it's like on the top of news websites, the Pope comes to America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I mean, even like, you know, when Pope John, the Paul, Pope John Paul II would come for like World Youth Days, like I think it was like a much bigger deal to know what the Pope was doing, you know, and obviously that was stemmed from his history and combating communism and all those things. But like, and maybe I'm reading a little bit too much into it, but I think, you know, we teach that God put on our hearts this desire for truth and for him. And even if sometimes it's misguided, whether it be other religions or we block it completely from hardening our hearts from sin or worshiping ourselves instead of God, I think the fact that the leader of the Catholic Church creates this this mass attention, this mass appeal, like whether you agree with him or not, I sort of think it subconsciously shows something about the truth of, of Christianity in our hearts as opposed to other or, or Catholic mm-hmm. Christianity as opposed to other Christianities and even other religions. That's really interesting. Yeah, that is a really a good point that that. that it was so interesting. Like you could just tell during his speech that he had everyone's attention, that there were for the most part, no real political lines during that point in time. There were, there were some stuff he said where some, where you could tell that like the Republicans collapsed or it was all the Democrats or it's all of the Democrats who, 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 um, who, Overclapping, but for the most part, it was just like, yeah, like, like it was like, yeah, like this is an important guy who's saying some really important stuff, and he threw, he's putting God into, um, like, he he is making God a conversation topic again, without um, for all the right reasons. I yeah. Think. So I I I think oh, like what I take away from all of this is that he like I don't think he put because there are a lot of people that saying like he basically bitch slapped a lot of people saying like this is what you got to do you idiots and I think that that happened a bit with some stuff but for the most part I found it to be very inspiring and incredibly hopeful and just and just like you know it's it was like almost like when you when you have when you have a class and and you um and you have a kid who is really bright but he's just not applying himself and you pull him aside and you go, look, you are smart. You can do so much good. You can do so much good, good stuff. You have that you, um, you have the talents, you, you know, have, you have the personality of the, like of the knowledge. You just got to apply yourself. Yeah. And, it's, and, and, the, and in our experience, it's just too bad that you live in Humboldt County. You'll never leave. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, exactly. Like you have so much potential, but yeah. too bad you live in this tiny town <laughs> behind the redwood curtain, and you're never going to go anywhere. Please go to a college outside of here. Please oh, talking no. to you, John Homan. Um, <laughs> if you listen, yeah, seriously. What happened to him? He's off Facebook. He's off of everywhere. He's he's doing right. He does like these rap beats now, and like he's like it's actually he's doing pretty well with that. You should get him to do like a rap beat, catching foxes. Uh, I should episode. make that happen, John. Uh, Auto-tune this shit. Oh, man. John's just going to be like 40 going to Dave's. <laughs> and his kid's going to be at St. Bernard's. <laughs> Which, oh, uh, this is, this is going to make sense to anyone. And I, and I love it. And um, the cycle continues. Exactly. Uh, going to 40s. If you're, if you're, so this was a bar that we used to go to that 
that it's called Dave's great. It's one of the best bars in, in the, in the entire world. And I wouldn't, I mean, if, if, if I had a life where like every, like every, like once a month we would, you know, be at Dave's, I'd be okay with that. It would be the end of the world. I would agree with that. Yeah. Would would that be be the end of the world? Um, really quick, uh, cause I I think we can just kind of wrap it up here. It's been great. Oh, by the way, I think it was really interesting. He brought up Thomas Merton mm-hmm. for, for a lot of reasons. Um, you know that uh, Craig. Uh, so Craig uh, Craig Brown, our um, old boss out in California, was a huge Thomas Merton guy, and I hadn't heard of him until until he until he brought uh, brought him up to me and he, and uh, he had said, yeah, there are some, like some people in this country, he like, isn't a saint or on that track because some people have a few issues with some of his, his, his spirituality, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that the Pope brought him up, I thought was a really, really big deal. Yeah. No, well, I think, and, and no, that's no, and I, you know, and again, I haven't had time to read all the, articles but i guess you know he he's sort of had to defend the canonization you know oh, of, mm-hmm. of of um sarah you know who did all the missions in california or whatever yeah yep. and um you know i think it's interesting because that's like so low level and i feel like if it was benedict that would be the only headline you know mm-hmm. and, I, and i don't know what it is about francis that changes the way that they view it you know, because if Benedict was the one who came over here and, like, visited and canonized Sarah, the whole thing would be about the controversy around it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Pope Francis does it, and it's like he, he says one sentence about it, and it's like, okay, now we're moving on to the next thing. And it's so, you know, I remember when he first became Pope, even, they, they did this, they, you know, there were all these people posting this, like, letter written by the Pope, and it was all about serving the poor and mercy and all this other stuff, and it was like from the you know, from the Pope or whatever, and ended up being, you know, Pope Benedict. And what, and it's just, I don't know what it is about Pope Francis that makes him so accessible. Yeah. You know, when other popes have said the same exact thing. Like his whole thing on, on other death, on other death penalty wasn't anything new. I mean, John Paul II was all about that stuff and about the arms race and war and things like that. Like the church has been ardently against those things for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you know, I think, I mean, like I'm walking away from all this inc- incredibly hopeful. And I think, and I hope that we, both you and I and other people, especially our listeners, keep this conversation going. Yeah. You know, cause I think, I really think it's going to be through, um, our shared, shared a humanity that the conversions of hearts is going to happen. So I could be wrong. No, I mean, I I agree. I mean, it's like you said before, like we're not going to be able to convince people. We're not going to be able to convince many people just with logical arguments. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, what, what did you say? The time of catechesis is over and now we have to get back to evangelization. And I think that's, what's so important about what he's, what he's doing is he's, you know, opening up this pathway for people to hopefully come in and move forward. And I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that like, we're all sinners. I mean, obviously, yes, there's a difference between people who are struggling with, 
with trying to live a moral life and people were just like, well, I'm going to do whatever I want and I don't care, you know, and obviously that can't be the case, but I think pulling people in who are like always trying to move forward in their faith, even if there's something they're struggling with, you know, that's kind of what he's doing. Yep. You know, again, like like I said, and I said this at the beginning, the only thing is I wish there was just like one time where it was sort of, we just like, we could at least just say like, listen, like this is the quote from him. And I guess we can in instances when he talks about life and things like that. But it was funny because even on CNN, like they talked about capital punishment, but they didn't talk about like, they didn't really, they, they kind of like very discreetly addressed him kind of referring to needing to respect life you know before before birth as well and then on fox news it was like the headline you know so so i mean i guess a lot of it has to do with the media but i just think it would be nice for him to just come out and say like we we need to accept these people back but then we need to demand something of them as well you know because jesus demands things of us yeah you know we can't just be the church of you know, people with good intentions. And yep. And there's a reason why we, there's an importance or there's an emphasis on mercy. Right. You know, and if we don't talk about those things, we devalue the importance of, of mercy. So this is good, dude. This is awesome, man. Thank you. This is exactly what, what, you know, I was hoping for. So, hey, um, I wish I could have been a little bit funnier. Oh, no, 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 no. It's fine. No, this is, this is, this is, um, this is perfect. So thank you all for listening. This is probably, uh, we'll probably, uh, we'll do every now and again, a quick, like flash pod, uh, pod, uh, podcasting on things that are hot and interesting. So was I supposed to have my clothes off? Uh, yes. Like flash that way. That's, that's the idea. Actually. I do this in the nude all the time. So why you don't have a lamp in your room. Yep. So you don't have to look at yourself. Mm -hmm. The shame. So, all right, we are at C Fox's at C Fox's podcast, facebook.com slash catching Fox's podcast. Please give us a review and, and a rating on iTunes. And thank you guys for listening. See you, Scott. Peace out.